Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Project Red podcast. I am Brian and I'm very happy to be here. With me is my friend and business partner and co-host, James Strong. How are you doing, brother? Hey, mate. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Uh, lockdown, you know, rolling on, but enjoying the nice weather we're having, getting some sunshine. How are things with you? Yeah, pretty much the same as you. Uh, lockdown, unfortunately, continues. Um, I guess some of our listeners will be aware that I live in Guatemala, so uh, we have great sunshine all the time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> but, for um, the uh, yeah the uh, the lockdown here continues. We've actually the government has just announced that it's they're going to make it a bit stricter. So um, you know, shopping days that you can go out is going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then complete lockdown after that. Uh, we've had very low cases, but the government is just, um, you know, being extra, extra sure, which I do appreciate. There's nothing wrong with that, I suppose. Bit of a pain in the butt, but hopefully we come out. times, yeah. Yeah, strange, strange times. So uh, this podcast uh, going to be a little bit shorter than usual, I think. Uh, James and I just wanted to um, get into what is red light therapy. So, uh, James, if someone comes up to you and says, what is red light therapy? How do you go about explaining it? It's a question that we get asked a lot, obviously. Um, and I think it's important to set the context around it, though, of, you know, what is light and light therapy and to understand that. And I'm sure, you know, most people are aware that you get all forms of light from the sun. So red light therapy is just an isolation of a certain wavelength of lights that you will get naturally from the sun. But this particular light just gives you a very, you know, specific type of benefit. Okay. Okay, that's great. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great point there. Um, a lot of times people will hear red light therapy described as natural light therapy. And at first that can seem like, wait a second, how can it be natural if I'm standing in front of a di- uh, device in my bedroom? So I know something that you like to point out to people, and I think it's, it's worth pointing out now, is that red and infrared light is natural. It comes from the sun. All light comes from the sun. And, and as you mentioned, you know, the, the blue light, all the different colors of the rainbow, like the, the light that we can see, as well as UV light, infrared light, all the x-rays, all the gamma rays, all this different type of radiation. Um, you know, radiation is a, is a scary word because it makes us think of negative things. But it's, it's just another way of saying energy. Light is a type of energy. Energy comes from the sun. Light comes from the sun. And red and infrared light come from the sun. Now, uh, James, what makes red and infrared light so important and so useful to humans? Again, a really good question. And... The thing about red light therapy is that it affects numerous physiological and biochemical mechanisms in the body. And all these positive impacts create metabolic reactions. Um, two benefits in particular are what we focus on in particular when we talk about um, our devices and red light therapy. And the first is that it increases cellular energy by stimulating the mitochondria within your cells to increase production of ATP. And as we know, the more energy we have, the better the cells perform their functions and jobs. And then the second mechanism is around reducing inflammation and enhancing cellular resilience. So in a similar way to exercise being a stressor on the body, 
Red light therapy could it, it sort of induces a mild stress on the cells that it's exposed to, and in a similar fashion to exercise, it increases the resilience of the cells, um, which also release anti-inflammatory properties. And throughout consistent use, the cells become stronger, more efficient, and more resilient. Okay, those are uh, those are the the two main benefits that we speak, or the two main mechanisms that we speak of and that we refer to when we're talking about red light therapy. Um, something um, I want to just quickly make clear for people because, you know, I notice it myself in, in all the media and all the marketing around red light therapy is we say red light therapy, but what that actually consists of is red and near infrared light. So there's two wavelengths of light. So, um, you know, an example where this is obviously manifest is, is when you switch on a red light therapy device. The red light is very, very bright and it, it shines as red and it, it colors the whole room as red. But infrared light is invisible. So when you look at, you know, our, our two big devices, for example, the full stack and the half stack, half the, the LED lights don't appear to be on. And that's because infrared light is part of the invisible light spectrum that is not visible to the human eye. So that's just something you know, we get a lot of questions about that. Um, and that's just something we, of course, are, are passionate about making clear just, just so that people understand and, and they know what's going on. Um, <clears throat> to go back to your two points there, that, that cellular energy production is very, very important. And it'll really internalizing why cellular energy is so important um, is because when we start to speak about the benefits of red light therapy, because it can also, it can sound, to be honest, like a miracle therapy. Because when people start to ask, is it good for skin? Yes. Is it good for my eyes? Yes. Is it good for my um, uh, hair? Yes. Is it good for my muscles? Yes. Is it good for my hormones? Yes. The answer is almost overwhelmingly always yes. And that's because this red and infrared light improves cellular energy production across all the cells of the body. And of course, you know, the cells make up the muscles and the skin and the hair and the eyes and the organs and the blood and the bones. So when all these cells get more energy, they naturally do their jobs better and more efficiently. And that's why we, we do see so many benefits across all the systems of the body because they all benefit from something as simple as uh, red light therapy. Um, two other important things I think it's important to mention is that red and infrared light penetrates the body slightly differently. Can you, can you mention a few uh, of the differences there for us, James? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so red light, which is the visible light you can see coming from the devices, has the ability to penetrate cells, I believe, to roughly 1.5 centimeters. So again, the benefits of the red light specifically evolve more around the skin health, skin benefits, some wound healing, um, and also some circadian rhythm benefits as well. Um, and then the near infrared is the stronger wavelength and it has the ability to penetrate up to about five centimeters. So when we talk about some of the deeper benefits, whether it's you know the deep tissue within the muscles, your organs, your brain, um, or all these sort of you know deep benefits that you want to find, um, the near infrared is where the magic for me really happens because of the depth of penetration. Mm. Yeah, that's um, that's that's a really really key point there 
with the, the red and the infrared light is that depth of penetration, like you say. And um, I, I agree with you. I mean, the, the real exciting stuff is the, what the near infrared light can do for us. Red, red light is fantastic. You know, we, a lot of the time we get people saying like, hey, I just want to, uh, you know, increase, uh, improve my appearance and, you know, reduce some fine lines and wrinkles, uh, heal some skin damage, some skin wounds. Um, and I will say like, that's fantastic. You are going to get these benefits from red light therapy. But in my opinion, there's no point isolating out just that benefit you know if you're going to invest in a red light therapy device whether it's from red light rising or someone else if you're going to a you know a, a beauty a beauty parlor to get your your red light therapy for your skin why wouldn't you want to get the deeper benefits you get them at the same time and they're actually way more beneficial now improving your appearance is is very important i understand that you know it's it's not just about vanity it's about people that you know have some kind of a skin condition, whether it's psoriasis or eczema or rosacea. Red light therapy can help for all of that. And it doesn't only improve your appearance, but it improves your quality of life. Because if you feel that you look a little bit better, usually people treat you a little bit better. It's, it's sad to say, but people will treat you a little bit better if you look a bit better. Um, and then your confidence goes up and, and the quality of life goes up. But those near-infrared benefits, the bones and the organs and the hormones and the brain, that's what's so exciting is that, you know, near-infrared light for the brain has been shown just incredible benefits, just increasing cognitive fun function, decreasing the likelihood of cognitive decline, decreasing the likelihood of the onset of Alzheimer's or dementia, and even showing benefits for people who already are suffering from these kind of cognitive issues. Um, there's been a number of incredible studies about, um, you know, they, they do short trials with patients that have Alzheimer's that has progressed so far that they, they lose motor coordination. They, they lose the ability to, uh, you know, feed themselves or, or speak. And then with a short uh, trial of infrared light, these people in this particular study were feeding themselves again. They were able to talk. They, they just regained a little bit of, in, of independence. And, and this is the, the real magic, like you say, is, is what is the benefits that the near-infrared light can bring. Yeah, some really powerful things you said there. And again, with red light therapy and near-infrared light, it's non-invasive as well. So the negative side effects that you would get from traditional medicines to, you know, for these conditions or even to enhance mental focus, they do come with you know a number of side effects. The non-invasive nature of red light therapy is truly astounding in that it's so accessible and so easy to use. Yeah, that that's a fantastic point, you know, and, and that's something we should get into as well. Is um, people ask how to use red light therapy? Like like what does that actually look like? Um, can you share with us how you use red light therapy, James, and, and what your favorite protocols are around it? Yeah, absolutely. So in my opinion, there's, there's never a bad time for red light therapy. And I would say I'd rather some, someone be using it at some point in the day than not using it at all, because you're still going to get so many cellular benefits from just using the light. But for certain individuals um, who might be quite sensitive to light and circadian rhythm alignment, Again, for me personally, I find using it first thing in the morning, kind of when the sun is rising, you know, when you might see a lot of red sky and you know, red light in the sky at the same time. So first thing in the morning to mark the circadian rhythm, and it also gets my energy fired up. 
um, you know, some of the benefits of red light therapy, people say, is that it literally gets your mitochondria firing on all cylinders. And for me, that really helps set me up for the day. So without a doubt, I'll, I'll be looking to do a 10, maybe 20 minute session first thing uh, on, on waking up just to make sure I'm fully primed for the day. How about yourself, yourself Brian? When's the, what's your protocol look like? Um, it sounds like uh, almost identical to yours. I, um, I also um, <laughs> I use red light therapy first thing in the morning. It's part of my morning routine. So this morning, for example, is, is a great example. I woke up at about, I woke up at about 5 a.m. Uh, I drink a cup of tea, a herbal tea around 5.30 a.m. As you know, James, I've recently quit coffee after a, a long, beautiful relationship with coffee. <laughs> Uh, I'm taking some time off it. But anyway, this morning I had uh, a herbal tea and then I go and I do some, I do a meditation, I do some gentle stretches and then I get in front of my red light therapy around 6.30 a.m. which is around the sunrise time where I am. And um, I do it for all the same reasons you do, just to, to boost and prime my mitochondria, to warm up my muscles, to increase blood flow, to help fight whatever inflammation I might have from the day before, from the workout before. I'm getting a good head start on decreasing the inflammation and also for circadian rhythm. Now, circadian rhythm is um, uh, very well studied. We have a, a real great understanding of how important the circadian rhythm in, is. And I know we're going to do a separate podcast all about that. But in this context, I, I always like to tell people, if you're going to use circadian rhythm at about, at, I mean, sorry, beg your pardon. If you're going to use red light therapy um, as part of your morning routine, it's best to use it around sunrise, as you said, with the, with the reds and the pinks and the oranges in the sky. And then, in my opinion and experience and from what I've learned, it's then best to go outside and get natural light because that's truly, I mean, that is not, not is that, that's not mimicking nature, that is nature. So you get the, the red light therapy as, as if it's the sun coming up over the mountain or, or, or creeping into the cave. And then you go out of the cave and you have that bright, natural morning light, which then just further kickstarts uh, your circadian rhythm for the day. It kickstarts all the, the daily processes, the daily hormone production, and um, it starts to, to taper off the melatonin, you know, that, that bright light really switches off that melatonin and gives your day a massive boost. Yeah, some really good points there. And I think, as you said, getting that natural light is so important as well. And again, that's an even bigger circadian rhythm marker is getting that blue light exposure first thing in the morning. Um, we know there's a lot of blue light in the sky from, you know, first thing in the morning right the way through to about midday when it peaks. And again, that's, that's the optimal time to get outdoors, get as much blue light in your eyes, set that circadian rhythm. Um, and that also helps increase the cortisol production, which allows you to be alert and active for the day. And again, as the day progresses, blue light subsides and your cortisol levels should drop as well, leading you through into the evening. Exactly. I, uh, I lost you for a moment there, James. I'm not sure if you finished speaking there. All right, yeah, so I just finished off saying uh, your cortisol levels will drop throughout the, throughout the afternoon as the blue light subsides as well, leading you through into the evening. And obviously then you enter your evening time routine. So, so Brian, would you, would you consider using red light in the evening as well? Yes. Um, so I, I'm one of those, I'm, I think I'm a unique case because um, I find that if, 
it's it's difficult to tell. I need to be honest. I need to do far more experimentation and tracking and and isolation. But I find that if I have red light therapy too much, too close to bed, it 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 energizes me too much. You know, because red light, as we've explained, and infrared light, it's very energizing for the cells. So I, I do use it on occasion around sunset before going to sleep. But I don't do it too much because I have found that it does upset my sleep um, a little bit. Because, you know, I do track with the, the aura ring. So I'm always keeping an eye on my sleep numbers. And, you know, I isolate out different habits and practices to try and see what's affecting me more. So in my, my case, I don't use it uh, too much uh, in the evening for that reason. But I do know um, that a lot of our, our, my friends and our clients swear by red light therapy just before bed. Uh, it really helps with their sleep. What about you, James? Are you a, an evening red light therapy man? Um, I, I, in fact, I'm similar to you. I'm, I'm happy to use the red light in the evening, but I always make sure I switch off the infrared um, just because the infrared I find to be a bit more stimulating and it's also slightly warming as it increases that blood circulation. Um, and I, I prefer to sleep quite cold. Um, and so, again, just by being stimulated, getting that blood circulation going, I find I go to bed feeling a bit too warm and it takes me a while to settle. Mm. Um, but similar to you, though, I get a lot of feedback from friends and family and clients who've got red light therapy devices who all swear that by using red light just before bed, they get better sleep, they drift off quicker, and they get deeper sleep. Um, so, again, everyone is individual in this. And I think it's important to say that each individual will respond differently to the light therapy and therefore it's important to follow the protocols but again to tweak and test them for yourself because you will respond differently to everyone else mm, mm. that's um you made a great point there actually is um perhaps not using the the near infrared light at night i um a good friend of ours danny vega he told me he some other doctor told him and then he told me to um put infrared light like around your ear on the side of your head just before bed and I did that for a few days in a row and and noticed uh, an improvement in my sleep numbers but the thing is I take cold showers before bed I do blue locking before bed I use a, a chili pad from chili sleep to keep my bed cold so it's it's not always that easy to to isolate out what's actually making a difference without you know stopping all those other habits Mm. Um, but I think for, for those people out there that, that do want to try and improve their sleep by using red light therapy at night, I have a recommendation which we, we actually need to get into this in another podcast is blue light blocking and how to do it properly. I know that sounds crazy because, you know, people, you know, that a lot of people are aware that you just, you just pop on your blue blockers and then off you go, you're ready to go. But there's, there's a, I've found in my own experience, there's a lot of nuance to it. And um, we'll get into that in a separate episode for sure. But uh, my advice for people that are using red light therapy at night as part of a circadian rhythm and as part of a, a blue blocking protocol, you know, like we said, you use the, the red light at around 6.30 p.m. to mimic the sunset. But then you have to block blue light after that. Because if you don't block blue light after a sunset session of red light, then you're just telling your brain, oh, just kidding, it was sunset, but actually the sun is still up. So then your, your brain is not going to start the melatonin production. So if you're doing red light therapy around sunset, 
You need to have a great pair of blue blockers. You need to shut off all the artificial light in your house. You need to limit your artificial light exposure as much as possible from that sunset session until you switch off everything completely and go to sleep. So that means you need to get yourself a great pair of blue blocking glasses and you need to put uh, red filters on all your devices. You need to switch off as many of those harsh LEDs in your house as you can. And you really need to make an effort to keep um, uh, the blue light out of your eyes in particular. But also, you know, having artificial blue light all over your skin doesn't help either. So um, that's something we really need to get into. Is, is that something you do, James? Are you, are you quite hardcore on the blue blocking? Yeah, without a doubt. I think that was the most powerful thing I did to improve my sleep was to, to invest in a good pair of blue blocking glasses and to wear them for one or two hours before bed. And you hear a lot of people talking about balancing the blue. Um, and that means by having only blue light in your environment, which is what you get in most households with the white LEDs, that really does upset the circadian rhythm. So it's important to have red light in your environment as well, just to offset that blue light. And that really sort of, you know, negates the impact of the blue light upsetting that melatonin production. And by wearing blue blockers as well, and having all these filters that you mentioned on your phones and tablets, again, that's just reinforcing your body's ability just to follow its natural circadian rhythm and increase that melatonin production and ensure that you're ready to fall to sleep and get that restorative deep sleep that's so crucial. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a big point. And um, yeah, I've, I, I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this, but I actually shower with my blue blockers on because... You're not alone there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay, great. I, yeah. I, was, I thought I might be a pioneer, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Are you, so, I mean, but I mean, that people, people don't think of that, right? So, let's say you, yeah. you, do your, you do your sunset session, you have a great one, you put your blue blockers on, you watch some Netflix, and then you go jump in the shower. So, you switch on your bathroom light, you take off your blue blockers, and the next thing you know, you're showering in bright white light again. So, you've just undone all your good work with that, that uh, blue blocking, that, you know, the previous couple of hours. Absolutely. And uh, I'm absolutely in the same wavelength. If, if I do shower before bed or in the late evening... I'll wear my blue blockers in. If I need to wash my face and hair, obviously I'll I'll take them off. But generally, they're um they're, they're you know stuck to my head and will not be removed until the moment my head hits the pillow. Yeah, exactly. And and you take them off. I mean, I do the same. Like if, when I wash my face, I take them off, but I keep my eyes closed. You know, I keep my eyes closed, yeah. really, really tight. Wash, wash my face, wash my head, whatever I need to do, and then pop them back on. Um, and that's it's making a massive difference, man. A massive difference. Um, so that's it. I think, um, I think we, we did a pretty good job in covering what red light therapy is and, um, some of the best times to use it. Of course, like James said, there's, um, you know, there's never a bad time to use it, but it seems like in both our opinions, it's sunrise and sunset. Um, is there anything you'd like to say on the subject before we sign off, James? Um, do you think it's worth covering about how to actually use our devices and like talk a little bit about the intensity and that sort of things? That is a great idea. <laughs> I'm glad I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, want, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, how to use red light therapy now? Um, it's there, there's a there's a kind of a, a complicated equation that is freely available on the internet, which takes into account the power of your light. So how powerful the light is that is emitted from your device, uh, the distance you stand from it, and the amount of time you spend standing in front of it. 
Now, the body can only absorb so much light energy at one time. And they call this the, you'll, you'll, if you do some independent reading about red light therapy, they call this the biphasic dose response. And basically, that just means that your body can absorb uh, a certain amount of light energy, and then it stops absorbing it. And after a certain amount of time, your body then starts to lose the benefits of that light therapy. It's very important to stress that there is no negative side effects associated with red light therapy besides feeling too energized uh, just before bed, as we mentioned. So with bearing those, those parameters in mind, with the devices that we have at Red Light, uh, Red Light Rising, they are of a certain power. And with that power, we've done the e equation ourselves to, to figure out a usage protocol. And the, my preferred usage protocol is as follows. I stand between 10 and 15 centimeters from a full stack device or a half stack device. The numbers are very, very similar for a target light. So if you're using a target light, you can use these same numbers. Uh, I stand about 10 to 15 centimeters away from it. And I spend about six to 12 minutes, let's say, per body part. So in the context of how I use the light, because I'm lucky enough not to have any uh, health problems or any serious issues that I'm focusing on, for me, it's purely um, muscle performance and recovery. And of course, you know, I'm still going to get all the other benefits, but I will spend 10 to 12 minutes per, let's say, uh, on my face, my throat and my chest and my uh, sexual organs, if I'm using the full stack and the, the half stack for that matter. 10 minutes there, 12 minutes there, and then same thing on the back. And then that's my red light therapy session done for the day. I do that in the morning. Now, if I'm you know, doing a particularly heavy uh, upper body workout, for example, then I'll, I'll do five minutes on my left arm, five minutes on the, the face and chest, five minutes on the right arm, five minutes on the back. So I'm just trying to target um, the areas that I'm going to work that day or the areas that I worked really hard the day before. Um, so that's a, that's a very basic um, uh, description of, of how to use red light therapy. You, you can stand further away from it. Uh, so, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 centimeters. Then you're just, you're getting less penetration of the infrared light. That's basically what's happening there. So that, that would be a skin protocol, for example. So if you're like, no, listen, I just want to focus on uh, my wrinkles today. Then you can stand 20, 30 centimeters away, do a, a 20, 30 minute meditation and get some skin benefits. But that's pretty much how I use it. Um, is that, did I miss anything out? Is that how you use it, James? I think that's a pretty much a gold standard protocol, especially for, you know, muscle performance and recovery and the deeper benefits. Again, you know, getting that close to the light um, with our full stack device, you, you're getting pretty much full body coverage there, um, which is perfect. Um, but again, some people like to, you know, meditate in front of the light as well. So they might sit at 50 centimeters. You're still getting some deeper penetration, but not quite as much as if you were like 15 to 20 centimeters from the device. But again, it does mean that you can sit for a little bit longer in front of the lights, maybe up to 15 minutes at that distance to get your biphasic dose. Um, but again, it allows you to meditate and to stack your hacks. And it is a very relaxing environment to be in as well. So again, you've got to find what works for your routine. Um, similar to Brian, though, I'm, I'm kind of focused on trying to bring out the best performance of my body and brain. 
And so for me, I'm pretty close, about 20 centimeters from the light. Again, targeting the major muscle groups. I make sure I get the front of my head. And then in the second section, the back of my head again, trying to make sure I get that neurocognitive benefits, um, enhancing my brain and executive function for the day ahead. So very similar protocol to yourself there, Brian. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this is, this is just my opinion and, and my advice, really. But if, again, like we said earlier on in the podcast, if you're going to be using red light therapy, you know, because you want the skin benefits, which, which are not, it's, it's not a bad benefit to focus on, but you may as well get the brain benefits. You may as well get the hormone benefits and the muscles and the bones and the blood. So I highly, highly recommend that, that people stick to that, you know, that 10 to 15 centimeter difference. Um, purely for that reason to get that penetration of that infrared light to hit the muscles and the organs and the brain. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very important. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's some really good points you've made there as well. And when you're targeting one set of benefits, whether it's your muscle performance, the beauty is you're getting all the benefits. You may not be you know, optimizing your session for the skin benefits, but you're still going to get skin benefits at the same time. So just because you're focusing your protocol on one of the benefits, the beauty and the amazing thing about that therapy is that you'll get this multitude of benefits happening at the same time. Exactly, exactly. Um, another useful way that I use my lights, um, which is not necessarily um, a therapy, is I use it as ambient light. You know, the, the target light is, is perfect for that because it, it fits into almost all regular lamp. I mean, it fits into a regular lamp socket for sure. But depending on the, you know, the shape of your, your bedside lamp, for example, it, it might not fit Sorry, there. So you need to do some exploring. But I use it as a, as a reading light at night. You know, the, it's red light and it's so bright. I can still get stuff done. I can tidy up. I can, you know, do some cooking or whatever I'm doing at night in red light. So I'm not interfering with my melatonin. Um, and I'm getting all my, my, my little chores done at the end of the night. So that's a, it's a great way for people you know, they spend the money on a red light therapy device, they can get more use out of it, you know, use it as an ambient light to light up your space in this relaxing um, red light. Yeah, some good points. And very similar to you, when I'm working into the evening on my computer, again, I'll have the target light shining up into the ceiling of the room I'm in, just to make sure my eyes are receiving those signals that the sun is setting, mm. the evening is arriving, you know, it's time to start winding down. And there's some really important biochemical reactions that will start to happen as you receive those signals. And again, that all helps to induce that sleep state later in the evening. Yeah. And it's, um, it's actually worth notice, noting, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't want to recommend that people lie in bed and, and watch Netflix, but I do it. I do it from time to time. But I do it with a red light on in the background. So the whole room is red. I do it with 100% blue blocking blue blocker glasses so there is no blue light going into my eyes and I have a blue blocker on my device that I'm watching Netflix so you know it's it's a very for me it's a very relaxing way to spend the last 20 minutes of the evening I'm in bed I'm watching a bit of Netflix having a laugh um, and I know from my aura numbers this does not affect my sleep in any way whatsoever so if you're one of these people that, you know, you have to wind down at the end of the day with some Netflix or, you know, a, a movie or, or some kind of, a, or even scrolling on Facebook, if that's your thing, um, put the blue blocker on the phone, put the blue blockers on your face 
and uh, switch that red light on to, to fill the light with red light, uh, to fill the room with red light. And in my experience, it doesn't affect my sleep at all. How do you find it? You know, how do you find your viewing experience on Netflix? You know, having the filters, the glasses, are you still able to watch the show and enjoy it? Yeah, I'm, I'm so used to it now. You know, it's, um, you know, obviously everything is red. You know, if you're watching yeah. like some kind of an art, artistic, you know, um, presentation, then it's obviously you're not going to be able to see the colors at all. But I watch like, I mean, like I watch stuff to unwind. So I'll, I'll literally watch an episode of Modern Family or an episode of Rick and Morty. Just something to totally switch off because from, from when I wake up at 5 a.m. to when I go to sleep at night, I'm thinking about stuff. I'm working on stuff. I'm, I'm optimizing my mind. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm work, either working out my body or I'm working out my mind. So those last 20 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes at night just before I go to sleep is it's like, it's like dumb time. I'm just dumbing down. I want to just completely relax my brain. I want to completely forget about all the issues of the day. And I just want to giggle and have a laugh. Um, so for me, it doesn't bother me. I know, you know, when I've introduced, um, I've introduced, recently introduced a friend to uh, blue blocking and she's now wearing blue blocking glasses. And, you know, she watch, she does her computer work with the blue blockers. She watches her Netflix if she is watching it with blue blockers. And at first she moaned uh, and now she's used to it. You get used to it so quick. It doesn't matter. That's true. And we do live in such a blue lit world. It does take time to adjust to, you know, seeing the life in a more balanced color spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's uh, all the notes we wanted to get to for this episode. Yeah, perfect. I think that's that's covered off some really valuable information for, for people to learn about red light therapy. Awesome. So um, obviously, you know, anybody who's listening and if we've missed something, we've, we've got frequently asked questions on our website. Our Instagram is full of uh, information all the time about red light therapy. And, you know, you can contact us anytime on the website, uh, through Instagram, through Facebook. If you've got a question, please feel free to reach out to us. James and I attend to 99% of all the inquiries ourselves. So um, please feel free to reach out to us. And um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us some feedback or a review wherever you get your podcasts from. We want to uh, do our best to improve our quality of our podcast and the information that we share. So please feel free to leave some feedback. James, if you've got nothing left to say, I will say goodbye and wish you a beautiful rest of your day. That's great. Thanks, Brian. That's okay. a goodbye from me as well. Awesome. Cheers. Goodbye, everyone.